And we are back up in this thing. Once again, the best storytelling podcast in the world. Did you miss me podcast? Hey, man, it's the diary of our lives, bro. We got people, we got family. Everybody in here is family. And we rolling this, pulling up on us today. Hey, man, Aisha is up in this thing, man. Thank you for coming through and doing the show today. Hey, bro, this is uh, it's a lot of, lot of fun. We all up in here. Hey, damn fool, how you feeling, big dog? I'm feeling good, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's, been, it's been good. It's been a good week, man. I didn't have... I, you know, my son is out here, so I'm uh, I'm doing daddy daycare, and uh, I'm 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 Batman right now. I'm damn fool at night, and you know, Kevin Simpson, the father, doing the daytime. There it is. Park and yesterday had a whole park day with the kids. Took uh, Didi's kids with me, and we was all out tossing the football around, playing and shit. These niggas are probably the <laughs> most short-winded children I've ever seen in my life. Man. You can play for 10, in 10 minutes spurts, and then it's like, all right, uh, we ready to go. And we like, done. 17 minutes. What are y'all talking about? They was ready to get back. But I've been having a ball, man, with the kids. Video games and park park, park dates, man. That's what I've been on. And, uh, damn fool at night. Hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. Hey, we, are, we have been rolling, rolling, rolling. We steady shooting. I got to put my glasses on. This light is getting to me because this has been all day long that we've been up in here. <laughs> Um, again, if you want to get more exclusive content, make sure you check out patreon.com backslash did you miss me podcast. New episodes every Tuesday, y'all. Every Tuesday, we dropping something. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, like a lot of y'all are, but some of y'all still ain't came over there yet, you get exclusive discounts on merchandise. You also get to see exclusive content. Billy and Coco on the rocks. I'm glad you asked. The after party show. Man, it's all type of stuff. Hey, take it to the board. Fool's new show is over there. Hey, man, you don't know what you're going to see when you come to Patreon to get more exclusive content. And uh, we up in here. Now, Ish, you from Queens. Mm-hmm. What, what mm-hmm. was that like? Take us down. Where are we starting at? Where we going? Take us back. What was it like growing up in Queens, New York? Um, so I want to say there's different types of experiences in Queens, but I'm from Jamaica, Queens, and that's its own unique experience. And I would like to think that I came up in a certain era. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age. I won't give it away. But I was raised at the time where, like, music was popping in New York. The culture was just there. So um, I didn't know anything different. Um, crack was also popping when I was a kid. So I just thought New York was going to stay this way forever. It was, I don't know. It was just like a special time. It's not like that anymore. So there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of gentrification. Yeah, there's a lot of gentrification going on. Yeah. But my, my family's still there. So I'm grateful for that. Now, Fool, he grew up in Chicago. He from the Midwest. Oh, wow. That's and, awesome. And, man, you know what's dope about Fool is, like, when you hear his story about growing up in an orphanage and a child home. And oh, wow. Movement, it, it's like it moves. And I know I know you how you grew up, Isha, a little bit. And, like, like take us back. Like, he, he never really gets anybody else that can understand that, that has had that. So y'all got that linkage right Wait, there. Wait, are, are we getting deep right now? You can, I mean, we can take us back like that's life, dog. We, 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 sure, I, I got some, I got some great group well, How was it going okay, for you, you in a group home? Because we nobody believe that if you told them, like, I, you that's came up. That's pretty, pretty crazy. I'm glad to see where you are today. That's really awesome. Um, I was raised in a foster home, so I did not uh, experience a group home, but I did experience lots of social workers up in my business, um, visiting my mom while she was in prison. Um, just witnessing a lot of crazy stuff, like court, custody battles. Um, yeah. what, what is it called? 
the child protective services. It was, it was a crazy upbringing. I thought it was normal. A CPS. You know, it wasn't until I, I moved to this nice white neighborhood in Georgia that I realized, wow, my daughter has it really good. She knows who her mom is. That's awesome. <laughs> just simple <laughs> things like that. Right. Simple shit that, that normal people just look over. It's like, right. you know exactly who your mom is. I have no idea. I have no who she, yeah, who she is at a person. I've been at the grocery store and lying behind her and probably don't know it. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck out of here. Like, I I definitely understand what that is like. Yeah. Yeah, on the other side of it, growing up up in Queens, there was a lot of fashion, there was music, there was basement parties. It was popping. You could go outside and you didn't need a dollar. Wait, wait, explain to them, like, what's a basement party? Because, you know, people watch these all over the place. So, you know, you got to explain what sets up a basement party. And and I know things get wild at a basement party. What's them pop down? Okay. Um, I guess, like, the number one factor in a basement party, I'm taking it back to, like, my teen years. the, the number one ingredient in that is probably somebody sneaking having a party because it's more fun when they're not supposed to be doing it. I mean, it's cool if the parents are down too, but right. you have that. You have um, no sheet rock on the walls. It's dark down there, but there's a DJ, you know what I'm saying, who got all the popping records. He probably got all the clues mixtapes, all the reggae mixtapes off of the Coliseum block, Jamaica Avenue. Um, everybody is in their Air Force Ones or Jordans, your best, uh, you know, mall outfit. And it's just a good time. There's no alcohol, but there's a lot of salacious behavior. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like a Sean Paul video, but with black kids. <laughs> yeah, that's we, think, we think we're Jamaican, we're not Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> thinks they're Jamaican in New York. Everybody. And we do, we do. <laughs> So you were, bartending, you were bartending in, in New York, too? Yes, I was bartending um, since I was 19 years old. I don't know if I was supposed to be. But at that age, I was working at Nordstrom. And my oldest sister at the time, she was 30 years old, which I thought was so old, right? Yeah. She was 30. She called me. Um, you know, it was a couple of days after her birthday. She called me when I was at work. She was like, Aisha, quit your job and go get a bartender license. I just acquired a bar i'm like all right bet i'm quitting my job i didn't want to be here anyway i <laughs> went out yeah i went That's to bartending school yeah i went to bartending school for four days got my certificate and probably two weeks later later she opened up so it was it was like a whirlwind she had acquired this bar because she was doing hair at the, at the time she was a beautician and her shop was really popular by the way i felt so like a lot of people, um, like notable people used to go there. One was LL Cool J. He used to come and get his hair cut like normal there. And one of her clients actually passed away. So rest in peace to that lady. And and her daughter came to my sister and was like, listen, you're very business minded. My mom had this property and we want to, we want to see how you, um, you know, utilize it. Um, so they let her rent the bar for a couple of years. And she became like, I guess, she transitioned into the owner of the bar because they ended up just giving it to her at a crazy like price because they didn't want it anymore. I guess it brought a lot of, you know, bills and responsibilities to these people. So that's how I started bartending um, at 19 years old. And I actually, up until the year, I was still bartending. I was working at Aces of Atlanta, which is a strip club out here before the coronavirus. I was working there part-time. So it's, that's something you never really stop doing if, 
you know, Once you want to make that money. It's, it's easy. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, and then you make friends in the industry and people hear, hear about you. So it's like, Oh, as I used to watch it, I come through on Super Bowl weekend, I'll come through whatever. It's fun. It's something I still love to do. Yeah. So you get you, certified, you in there. You, you yeah. In there. It's like being yeah. a artist or a hustler. You can hustle anyway. <laughs> Man, right. I want to hear what happened this crazy time you had. You said it had some shit went down at the bar. You tell, you about to tell us about. Oh, yeah. So this was like one of my first experiences where I'm just like, outside can get you in trouble. Mind you, before I worked at this place, I was just like, go to work, come home, go to my friend's house, like type of kid, I guess. Um, but when I started working at the bar, it was called Deja Vu. And me, my sister, and a couple of friends, we used to call ourselves the Deja Vu Girls. Okay, so, so what 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 side of town is this on? Where, where in New York? This is on Linden Boulevard and 189th. So Wait, this is like what prime. What do the Deja Vu girls do? Like, do y'all dance? Are y'all dance group? They was just popping. We we were like, um, Coyote Ugly. If it was 702 and Nicki Minaj, like we was like the black version. We used to get up on the bar, dance, just have a good like. It was our you know, this is our territory, so we could do whatever we want in this bar. And I think like the Yang Yang Twins was like popping back then, like music like that. So you get like a song, like we was bugging out, but for entertainment for the people. Um, and all my friends worked in this bar. So I guess that was my sister's strategy to kind of like get the word out that there's this popping bar and you know, these crazy girls who are kind of promoting it or whatever. So we were the Deja Vu girls. That's just how you know, things unfolded. But anyway, long story short, everybody takes transport, public transportation in New York. So yeah. don't make fun of me. I didn't have a car. No, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't even think New Yorkers have cars. I I'm, I presume most people is on the train. Like, I don't really. Yeah, but, the Like, train. the few people that I've met that had cars, it was like, you pay $700 a month for this? Nigga, take well, the train. I almost look at you like you stupid for having a car. <laughs> yeah, because there's nowhere to park no if it seems like another life um so anyway i was walking to catch a dollar cab to take me down linden boulevard so work you got to tell them what a dollar cab is now i'm gonna just give you this if you don't know what a dollar cab or a dollar van is that is an unsanctioned car that is just picking <laughs> niggas up going down some yes. streets for a long this way. Is way before uber this way before yes. uber it's a yes. whole underground and it's a nigga why you which way you go you go this way you go that way Where yeah you and you're yeah, like no. i'm going that yeah. way yeah all right come on hop on I'm like, nigga, yeah. you don't want to, and them niggas drive 100 miles an hour. They run stoplights because they're trying to get you there as quickly as possible. Keep going. They really are. And they're almost 100% a Jamaican man. So <laughs> I'm waiting for this guy to come so he can just take me down 20 blocks or whatever have you. Um, and I'm dressed in my all black, my little bartender get up. I'm smelling good because my dad just bought me perfume. I forget what the occasion was. Um, and my hair was slicked back. So I really felt like a popping ballerina or something. I don't know. I just felt really cute. And it was a nice day. And all of a sudden, a car pulls up. And I'm like, who is this? And it's a, a dude in it about my age. So, so I look and I'm like, oh, that's Carlos. It's a kid that I used to take the bus with to school. Um, and we used to take public transportation. So everybody in the neighborhood high schools pretty much knew each other. So I'm like, hold on, I'm not going to get in the car with him. I'm already thinking before he pull up, because I know he's going to ask me if I want to ride, which he did. And he's kind of like taken aback. He's like, wow, you look nice. And I'm like, thank you. I'm going to work. So 
I invite him down to Deja Vu. Long story short, we exchange numbers, which I thought was kind of weird because in a school setting, he wouldn't normally talk to me like that. But I guess because I was going to the bar, I had my Deja Vu girl shirt on. He was kind of like, all right, let me see what that's about. Um, and he also mentioned that he was having an all white party in a couple of weeks. So that's something to remember, right? right. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, just remind me about it, right? So I pull out my sidekick and we exchange information. Sidekick, classic. This is 06. Keep going. <laughs> 07. Probably AIM. That's, you had an AIM this account? Is, yes, I had an AIM account. Yeah, this is 07. Yes. yes. So I head to work. Um, he never comes to the bar, right? So time moves on. We start to get regular company, customers. The business is booming. On Thursdays, we have a jazz night. There's a jazz, a live jazz singer that goes around. She sings to people. She woos them. She makes tips. It always brings in an older crowd. So there is this guy that always sits at the bar. And I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he was there every Thursday. And he looked kind of like, what's his name? Um, Terrence Howard? Yeah. That guy. <laughs> so I always remembered his face. And I'm like, okay, Terrence Howard is at the bar. I, this is like my my joke in my head even though you know so i'm like okay he's at the bar i will go wait so is he him. like terrence howard that's a that's a fine ass old man or is it like terrence howard like why is no, he yeah. doing too much no 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 no. he he was a good looking old man like, and okay. he had he, okay. was, he was a salt and pepper daddy like you know what i'm saying he's a cat daddy so i'm like okay i'm not gonna <laughs> talk to him too much because he always wants to like he always wants to write poems at the bar. I did not know what was his deal. Come to find out his job was to write poems for Hallmark cards, which I thought was like, oh, that's unique. Like, this is like your career. He was like literally a writer. Oh, that's so. Fire. He got a yeah, lot now of ass with that. Yeah, I'm like, now this is turning into a movie, so I'm not going to talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't trying like, to fall into that trap. You know that's... I'm that's not a trying to. I feel like he's trying to like put his magic or whatever and I'm just like just you're like 52 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes so I'm like okay long story short he's doing a lot more flirting than usual right I keep this guy in the back of my head I keep doing my thing all of a sudden uh Jake the the dude <laughs> all of a sudden Carlos calls me so salt and pepper cat daddy he's giving me a lot of good tips and he's also good company but i'm just like whatever this is my job i have to keep that in mind and my sister always reminded me this is a job you know what i'm saying like you keep the conversation going but when the lights come off you know the conversation comes off like don't entertain these people obviously she has more experience experience in life than me so i took key key to that say carlos is about about how old do you think carlos is I, now thinking about it, he had to be like fifty-two. Then, then, oh. so he's like eighty now. <laughs> he eighty. Oh, dead. Carlos is dead, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> he's buried. He's six feet under. No, I hope not. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to wish death on anybody. Um. So moving, moving right along, I do get a call from Carlos. The the kid that I would um, ride the bus with. 
So I'm like, okay, this is cute. He's sending me jokes. Like we're doing flirting over, um, you know, aim and stuff like that. And he's like, are you still going to come to my party or whatever? So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come. But it wasn't until a couple of weeks later. Right. So the day before his party, um, I'm setting up in the bar. <laughs> this is like getting to the climax right here. I'm setting up in the bar and salt and pepper daddy comes in close like early right while we're setting up so he comes and he somewhat professes i guess feelings i don't know if he was drinking beforehand um and he was always flattering before but this was like i guess it was like a serendipitous moment for him <laughs> so i let him in and he professes feelings for me basically he's just like listen, I think you're an amazing person. I can't remember the exact speech that he gave me, but it was to the point where I was just like, hey, just come back later. I didn't know like what to say. But the, the point of his message was kind of like to give him a chance type of thing, like to open my mind and to give him a chance. So, you know, I'm trying to find ways to let him down. I was much sweeter back then. Um, and I did. I was... <laughs> I was really nice about it. And I was like, hey, come back tonight. You know, the jazz thing is going to be here. I, I just switched it back to like business or whatever. Um, and I'm like, just give us two hours, whatever. I'll see you soon. I can't let you in right now. So I'm telling my sister what's going on. I'm like, I don't know. Like, should we have security come to the door? And she's like, no, it'll be fine. I'll just sit at the bar with you. You know what I'm saying? If he tries anything, I'll, you know, I'll mediate the conversation. <laughs> So, you know, like you setting up a sting. You done told this nigga to come back, but you were at the door. Yeah, come here. You right there. Come here. I was just awkward. Keep in mind, I'm 19 years old. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I've never dealt in social situations like this. My only other job no ever was at, at Nordstrom, where, you know, I was serving at the cafe. I did not know how to, you know, manage what was happening. Uh, especially since he looked like my dad, a fine version, but he was still very elderly. Um, so now so, this nigga elderly. <laughs> yeah. So um, Cat Daddy does come back, right? Whole different demeanor. You would have thought that we never had this conversation before. He was being very like standoffish and stuff. So I was like, oh shit, like I must have did something. Like, I'm in my head thinking like, oh no, we have to leave together, buddy system, because he always stays until the end. So I don't know what he, he's going to pull. So jazz night is going on. The bar is full. Everybody is sitting there. Um, you know, the lights from the bar. It's, it's and tricky. everybody's just vibing. Yeah, there's food going around. I have my little Cosmo. I'm thinking the Cosmo is like you know, everything. I, I don't know, like the sexiest drink ever because of the sex in the city, but I'm not, I'm not really drinking it. Another reference to 2007. Keep going. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, could, I thought I was uh, carrying from sex in the city. Anybody anyway, <laughs> so he calls me over and he's like real coy about it. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm coming. One second. I come over there and he's like, hey, I actually have someone coming up here if you can clear a space for him. So I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I have another person. So I go get him a stool because the bar was full. So I was like, I'll get you another stool. You know, you're a regular customer. So I'm going to treat you as such. 
I go back to, you know, making drinks for other people, whatever. And I turn around and Carlos walks into the bar, right? This is a boy from the bus who invited me to his party. So he, I turned to Salt and Pepper Daddy, right? So I was like, oh, you guys know each other. He goes, this is my son. Fuck, I'm talking about punch these niggas in the mouth for playing with you. I got the daddy, I got the son, I got the daddy. Shut up, nigga. This is a no real story. I'm like, no I'm shit. so serious. This is what happened. And he says something to the effect of, hey, in another lifetime, I would have done anything to, you know, have your courtship or whatever, or to like, you know, make something work. But if I can't, I want to introduce you to my son. Wow. I <laughs> now, love it. Now, now, wait a minute. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Let me say something real quick. Back up in this thing. Did you miss me podcast? Best storytelling podcast in the world. As you just saw, make sure you check us out on patreon.com backslash did you miss me podcast and visit our did you miss me store at did you miss me podcast.com. Hey, man, a hilarious story that we just came out of. So you had the daddy and the son unknowingly. But let me tell you a little I something about value. Them. Go ahead. You, you you had them at your disposal. Okay, that's the better way to put it. Yeah, so I guess. Here's the thing. Me and my daddy was so cool. We already knew this shit day one. We would have been already with me. When my daddy was single, when I was single, we was a problem, nigga. We was like uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone, nigga. The bounces, the give and go. Pick and roll. We'd've, 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 we, you couldn't even drove to the bar. A bar? You know the bartender? Oh, yeah, I know her. Yeah, that's me. I mean, this is right here. We 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 show a text to it, but man, that is hilarious. Now look, what hey, you got for it, check this out. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I I've had my run-ins with the mother-daughter situation. Mm-hmm. I've had wow. I've had my situation where I've dated a girl and I later, you know, ran into her mother. Upon you know, and, and uh, you know, years later, and it, things went one way or another. But I've already told that story. Uh, mm-hmm. I've also had, you know, different. I've also had a run-in where a mother brought me home, but left me there for her daughter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> well, it was the opposite. It was actually the other way around. The door. I came home with the daughter, but she left me there for her mother, who I was not very fond of. But you know. It was what it was. Uh, <laughs> but this situation that I have for you today, it comes from the book of Revelations. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see, there was a time where I was, uh, I was dating a young lady. Her name was Sharon, right? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was an old ass name at the time. I always had a problem with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just never, I, and I, I, my mama always told me, don't fuck with people who name, like, start with the same letters. So her name was Sharon Sanders. And like, my mama fucking hated that shit. <laughs> she was like, yeah, you can't trust her. Something wrong with it. Anybody named like that, something wrong with her. That's so random. But anyway, Sharon was, Sharon was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I fucking love this girl. She was gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is around, this is high school. So I'm probably like 16 at the time. 
You know what I'm saying? And like, I am really head over heels for this young lady. So she's a little more advanced than I am. You know what I'm saying? At the time, like she's she, you know, I'm just starting to get around the fucking. Now I didn't had a daughter at the time, but I've only had sex with one other woman, and it's been like once or twice. And like I had a real weird situation. It was like I got a girl pregnant first time I had sex. First time wow. I had sex ever and first time I had sex with her. So it was a weird situation. So when I meet, when I'm fucking around with Sharon, you know what I'm saying? Uh, at the time, she's very like, you know, a little, she's very more advanced than I am. So we, she comes to pick me up in her father's car because she got her driver's license. So her father lets her use her car, use his, use his car. So we go to the movies or whatnot. She come pick me up. We got a Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, the first two or three times we go to the movies, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little movie thing. By the third time we go to this goddamn movie theater, Sharon, <laughs> Sharon is on some bullshit. Sharon wants to get out. You know what I'm saying? So she, uh, she, she crawls in the back seat. I'm like, what the fuck? So she get in the back seat and she like, come back here. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I get in the back seat. She pulls down her pants and like shows me what's going down there. And was like, you ever been downtown? How did it look? It, I, it looked like the only two or three, it looked like the only two or three that I had seen this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Up close, you know what I'm saying? Cause like I started late. Now I caught up with every nigga that started before me after I started, but I started late as fuck. So uh, you weren't late for my friends because like 15, 16 was late for us because niggas was fucking in eighth grade when I was growing up. And I thought it was weird. I was like, y'all niggas is way in there. Like I knew a bitch in sixth grade. They, yeah, they so in jail now. Going in. But anyway, so at the time we, we in the back seat she pulls it down and there it is in front of me. And like, she's asked me, have I ever been downtown? I'm like, nigga, bitch, I go downtown all the time. I like to see us towel. It's other shit down there I like to go see, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love Navy Pier, you know what I'm saying? She's like, no, nigga, I don't mean downtown Chicago. I mean downtown. So I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, like once or twice, you know what I'm saying? So, Next thing I know, I'm I'm in the full on in the back seat of this car. I'm face down in, in Sharon's vagina. So <laughs> this happens once or twice. Next uh next thing I know, she invites me to the house. So I get to the house. I'm there with two other friends. My buddy Keith is with me, and my buddy Seneca, rest in peace, he's passed away now, but he was with me too. So we over there, because Seneca messed with our best friend, I messed with our other friends. I mean, and uh, Keith messed with her other friend. So we all over there chilling. Now we in the living room, you know what I'm saying? Which I don't know why we in the living room because it's her house. Everybody else is in one of the rooms, which is right. weird. So we in the living room fucking around. So when it gets down to it, I'm in the living room and I am face down in this young lady when her father comes walking through the goddamn door. So I jump up, run out the goddamn door, and take off down the street. Now, I have on boxer shorts, no shirt, 
and no shoes. You know what I'm saying? I done left everything and took out about this house. This man comes running out the goddamn house with a machete. He has a goddamn, like, it looks like a sword, nigga, but it's like, it's kind of like a meat cleaver. You know what I'm saying? Like, for cutting big ass, dumb ass meat. Hell no. <laughs> that nigga getting chased by Bill the Butcher. Bruh. <laughs> Hey Bill, you've been to Chicago plenty of times. You remember, you know how the Harold's chicken side looked. Look like that chasing the chicken like this. That ain't the most nigga thing. shit. That I was the chicken, my nigga. I'm running, right? I'm trying to get the fuck out of there. So I get I take off running. I get out of there. I run and get on the bus. You know what I'm saying? I I literally jump on public transportation. I tell the bus driver, listen, man, I ain't got no money. You see, I ain't even got no clothes on. I tell him that some niggas just jumped on me and like it's a gang of niggas chasing me and I just need to get six blocks up so I can go to the crib. You know what I'm saying? So I take the bus up the up the street. I get to the I get to my street, I get off, I run to the crib, I change clothes. Everything goes whatever. I never see this uh this guy again. I'm I seen the girl again, but I wound up uh transferring schools and some whole other shit because you know I was in the system and all that shit so I wasn't there no more. So I done moved on to a whole nother life. I ain't seen this bitch in years. She done got married and moved on. So I'm with my cousin Mark. You know Mark. So uh, Mark tells me, hey man, come to church with me, bro. I was like, uh, okay, cool. I ain't got no problem with that. So, uh, you know, and, and like, it's Mark, because like, you know me, I don't really fuck around with going to church, but at the same time, it's Mark. I'm like, fuck it. This nigga don't never ask shit of me, but he do a lot of shit for me, so I'm gonna fuck with him. So I go with Mark to the goddamn, to, to, to goddamn court. This is my cousin. So I get there, <laughs> we sitting there, and we at, the, we at the, uh, the, the, the church, and I'm sitting in the back, and I'm looking, and then everybody started going around, talking, and Mark like, man, I want you to meet the pastor after church. Like he a real cool dude, you know what I'm saying? Like all this shit. So I'm sitting there watching the show, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm chilling. And like, I'm looking at the dude and I'm like, man, I know this pastor from somewhere. And I was like, well, whatever. So I keep sitting there chilling. At the end of the service, I done watched all the antics and the whole thing happen. We get in there, he say, I want you. Now, I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed the guy when he got up there and spoke. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I was kind of excited to meet him. So when we get up there to meet the guy, we start talking and he says his name and his name is Michael Sanders. Now I know goddamn well at this point that this is Sharon's father. And I'm trying my best. <laughs> he don't remember you. <laughs> to put my head down because the church that we in, I know this is, is his church because it used to be the movie theater that we all used to go to in the neighborhood. And I know her daddy bought this movie theater and turned it into his church. So now it's all coming together. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he was like, you know what, young man? It's like, he says, it's really on my spirit that, 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 that I know you and that, 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 that I have a word for you and that that's something that I need to tell you. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, God damn, it is. I hope you don't remember what it is that you need to tell me, nigga. Because the word that you get from the Lord is he giving you a hint. I ain't gonna lie to you. No. I hope you don't catch on to what the fuck it is. <laughs> like, I was terrified. I'm like, man, I haven't sent in this man's church. I have been here all night. 
I, this is the same man that talked me face down in his living room mm -mm. with his daughter and, and chased me for at least three or four blocks with a goddamn hatchet. I said, man, this man figure out who I am. It's going to be a terrible night. I tell you that. I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there. You did, nigga. I, I would have lost it. I'd have, I'd have broke down. I'd have tried to leave. I'd have tried to talk. I think I joined the church and everything, like just to make, just to, just to get you know, everything he asked me to do. I did it. You know, you need to go ahead and let me bless you in. Hey, whatever you need to do, sir. I ain't never been back to that church since. <laughs> he probably didn't see a face since it was down. So that's a good thing. No, I kept trying my best not to look him like head on because I'm like, but did it, you right, I probably should have held my head up because that's how he remember me, like this. With your head down, you, you hey, bruh. He probably, as soon as I left, he probably be like, you know what? I know where I know that young man from. Come here, let me I know that scout. I know that scout many years ago. <laughs> hey, man, so as you, you know, it's funny, dogs, like, don't, these are both situations where, you should, with your situation, some shit you didn't see coming. You know what I'm saying? You was pleasant. It was it was a it was a surprise. You know, fool, something you don't see coming, and then you get faced but with it. Billy, I just remembered there was the last part of that story, and it's really quickly the last part of that story because it didn't end there. Remember, I told you about the white party. Yeah, I ended up going to the white party. So Which is his birthday party. This is his birthday party. It's the all-white affair, and it's at their house. Now, I grew up in a middle-class type um, neighborhood with a bunch of Black people. So, you know, they had a really nice backyard setup with, like, a pool. Um, I guess it call, it's like a gazebo area and stuff like that. He had it decorated, like, really nice um, when I walked in. And when I come in, he, he immediately, this is Carlos, he like escorts me like I'm there with him type of thing, which I wasn't expecting because I kind of fell off the text messages after that incident, knowing that he was this guy's son. Mm -hmm. It was weird to me. And I, I never told him that his dad, you know, professed his feelings to me. Um, so I you did, just walking however, around as women, y'all just walk around with all these professed feelings that you just hold on to through life and just knowing I kept shit. It to like, myself. Yeah, whenever a I man just, professes feelings to you, I'll take that. Your soul is mine forever. I'll walk on. Keep going. I mean, <laughs> when you're 52, it's different. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, I didn't want to put that luggage on his son. I, I don't know. Like I said, I was awkward. I was 19. Anyway, when I walked into this party, he's introducing me to people. This is my friend, Aisha. Like, Aisha, meet my aunt. Aisha, meet my best friend from school. Meet my college roommate. Like, he's introducing me to people. And he brings me to his dad with his mom, who is his wife. His dad is married Ooh. to his mother. Ooh. His dad is married to his mother. Let me reiterate that. He is. Mind you, yeah, we're in his kitchen and there's portraits of the family in the kitchen. So that's all. I know the living room looks bananas because oh. they have family portraits in the kitchen. So I'm like, this so you motherfucker. Was almost, you was almost this nigga's stepmom. Yes. He, his mom and his dad is still married. Yes. Beautiful lady, by the way. I could not believe this. And that was my first lesson in niggas ain't shit. 
That was a point of that story. Yeah. Oh, it's a <laughs> nigg- another niggas ain't shit story, huh? I mean, but the question is, it's like, what 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 happened with you and the son after that? Um, nothing. And we're gonna leave that. No, nothing really happened. Like he still, I from there he turned into like a party promoter. Look at Billy's face. <laughs> And I, I like this nigga a got some parties. ass, and then he just went away. He went by the wayside. Sound like y'all just was talking for a Listen, little bit, and it I'm just a turned. Person right now, I am in a, another chapter of my life. Let's focus on the lesson of the story. Yeah, the lesson was he still got some ass afterwards, and you moved on <laughs> with your life like I did. Everybody else, we, we, it was a life before you got with who you with. I I do that all the time. Shit. Oh, you a whole nother person. No, no, I'm, I'm steady finding out. I'm steady finding out more shit about my wife as time progresses. It's like, huh? Every goddamn shit. Yeah, we we time. live a whole nother life before we, you know, meet our husband. So it's a hey, whole nother. I still us. think it's a life to keep living, you know, and it is, which brings me to where I'm at with this one. Uh, sometimes, times we sometimes my wife gets to go on the road with me, and so this time in particular. She's coming out on the road with me. No kids. After this, after the kids is out, we ain't had a time to just go out and kick it. So we're going through uh, St. Louis, <clears throat> and uh, we we kicking it. We at the club this weekend. We turning up. Club is was on fire. So it's me, DC Young Fly, Chico. We we party. We we are big kicking it, getting fucked up. Uh, your boy, uh, Mark, that's the, that's the owner of the club. He giving us liquor all the time. We steady getting faded. We every night getting drunk and toe up good shows. We go to the club. I know, nigga, this, this club we go to. Now I'm trying to get drugs and shit in the club and buy shit. And so then the police is in there. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh shit, the police came in. Then they telling me that they patting niggas down. They trying to find out, but I done got proposition like five different times. I mean, but it ain't never really my drug. It was Percocets. Oh no, I'm good. I'm sweet. We we just exit. That's how you got. Oh shit. All right, all right. We come back. Hey, I got some. I got. I got some Vicodin. I got some Xanax. Nah, ecstasy or or weed. That's it. Got the weed. Then dude was like, I'm fine. The pill man. Pill man gonna come back up here. So we sitting there chilling. Nice going on. This is after one of the shows. We out there chilling. <laughs> All of a sudden, now mind you, we don't know nobody there. All of a sudden, Courtney got a whole set of friends over here in the section of the club. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is these people? She's <laughs> talking to folks. They laughing. I noticed one of the girls is from the club. I said, huh, she got made it up here. Nah, I don't bother. I start drinking. I get lost in the club walking around. I'm drunk. I done got all the way drunk. I done popped a pill. A whole pill. I'm I'm rolling, rolling, rolling. You ain't even go have. No, 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 no. Now this not this weekend. I'm give me that whole thing. <laughs> so I get back upstairs to the section where it is. Cause now they now they done signed me some bullshit security guard to walk around with me. I don't go nowhere with security. I'm not that famous. But because we from at the comedy club, he was like, nah, bro, we, we got somebody in here with you tonight. So I'm looking like a robber's dream right now. P- on appeal, I go back up to the section. We got a whole nother bottle of liquor that's up there. Courtney and the girl, they full on dancing like they've been knowing each other since fucking college. I said, 
what, what the hell is going on here? Courtney, Courtney looks at me. Three, two, three. Three eight five. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> three two three. I said, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, L- nigga, nigga." We get back to the hotel. Tears this girl out the goddamn frame. Courtney is it. Courtney starts the whole shit up. I said, "Oh yeah, this this." <laughs> At that point, it was solidified. Yep, this is it. I'm not leaving. I'm not going nowhere. This is, I'm not going nowhere. This is awesome. I got on the phone with Delay. I said, hey, man, she out of control. He's like, yeah, Billy. Let me take that, Billy. That's three, two, three is right there. That's three, two, three is right there. Yeah, Ted, Ted, they motherfucking bow, bow. Ted, they bow, bow. I'm so, so, look, we, I'm like, I, we, man, look, wear her ass out the frame. Then Courtney wakes the girl up and says, all right, well, we're about to go to sleep. And she's like, okay, bye. And the girl gets up and leaves. And she was like, yeah, they got to get out of here. They can't stay in here all night. They just got to do what they got to do and leave. I said, this nigga's a savage. This is, this is hard. So we don't hear from the girl. We check, we text. Hey, man, everything all right? Everything all right with you? Quiet the whole day. And she's like, maybe we went too hard on her last night. Maybe she's, I said, no, 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 no. So the club owner calls and he was like, uh, hey, man, uh, yeah, man, some crazy shit went on last night. One, one of my girls, uh, people in her family uh, got killed and died. I was like, damn, that's fucked no up. No way. Yeah, fucked up. I was like, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, we had a wild night. <laughs> so, <laughs> me and Courtney go through the rest of the night, comedy club. Don't think about nothing. Now, I mind, I don't see the girl that uh, that we was with the night before. She ain't there. We do the show. We get back to the room. Phone call. It's the girl from the night before. Now, me and Courtney took another pill. We lit again. We see the girl's name pop up on ID. I answer, put it on speaker. And we, I'm like, hey, man, what's up with you? And Courtney's like, yeah, where you been? What's going on? And uh, the girl says, oh, yeah, some crazy shit happened last night in my family, too. My family members got killed. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. I glance over to Courtney. And I'm looking as I, as I look at her, she says, "So, I guess you ain't gonna be able to come out tonight." And I was like, "This nigga is savage!" And I looked her dead in the eyes, and I said, "Did you, Did you miss me, goddamn?" <laughs> Took their ass around the world and dropped their ass off. Another great podcast today. Thank you, Aisha, for coming on. This is a oh man, this is awesome. Thank you, great job with the story, man. We definitely had you come back. Oh, uh, where can they see your stuff that you got going on? At what you got? Tell them about your YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely look me up on YouTube. Um, I'm doing a bunch of lifestyle, like vlog type of stuff. Um, I'm on Instagram, and if you guys read bossip.com, I'm a contributor at bossip. So I'm I'm working there six days a week. A lot of those crazy headlines I'm responsible for, if you're familiar. So I Love hope it. to be back. Well, you will be definitely back. We got some stuff on Patreon. We're going to get you to come over and do, man, with us, man. We just enjoy it so much. I do want to say I love the Courtney on Billy on the Rocks, if that's what it's called. Oh, you I love really the Courtney? Lo- the I really love that. Yeah, I, I'm going to go on my piggy bank and subscribe to Patreon. If, are there longer videos of that? That's my favorite oh, no, thing gonna, so yeah, far. Listen, I'm going to send them to you so you can check that shit out. We got some I need shit. to. It was, it's awesome. I love that. 
Yeah, you got to see the one we just put up there. So I'm going to send it to you when we get off. Look, man, okay. that's dope content that's coming your way. Patreon.com backslash Did You Miss Me Podcast. I'm your boy, Billy Surreals. Make sure you listen to me on the Morning Hustle from 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Fridays. You know, wherever you get Radio 1 Morning Hustle at. And then my fool, my boy, my damn fool partner. What's up? Man, you know me. Always, you can find me. Damn fool is funny on everything. Damn fool is funny. Instagram, Snapchat, email. Shit, it's my address now. You can, it's outside. <laughs> Damn fool is funny. It just is what it is. It's the truth. Hey, man, we have fun. We'll see you next time.